You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. So we've done quite a few videos on the basics of passive investing. Now, assuming if you want to go out there and be a passive investor, today's video with Lon's going to walk us through the structure of passive investments and waterfalls, which is a new term for many investors. Welcome back, Lon. I'm glad to be here. Um, we've gone through a lot of sort of the fundamental building blocks in some of our earlier videos, and I want to tie a couple concepts together. So today we're really going to talk about passive investing in the context of either a syndication or a fund. And then we talked about internal rate of return, IRR. And what I want to talk about now is how is a typical uh, fund or syndication set up? The division of labor, who's responsible for what, and then how is the profit allocated out? And we're going to tie all the concepts together for you. So what will usually happen is there's going to be a GP, a general partner, and there might be two or three of them, and they run the fund or the syndication. And then there's a whole bunch of LPs or limited partners, and they bring the cash. So it's a, a kind of a classic division of labor where you know someone does all the effort, they don't put in a lot of the cash. Someone else does almost none of the effort, but they bring most of the cash. So timeless, efficient way to do things. So the general partner is going to find the project, do all the due diligence, get it under contract, arrange the financing, do the inspections, negotiate the whole deal, get it closed. If it's a value add, they're going to organize all the general contractors, manage the bids, get the cash draws out of the bank, supervise the work. Work is done. We've got to get a property manager in, lease up the asset now that it's been renovated, however it's going to be then manage the property manager, arrange for the refinance when the time is correct, and then determine the metrics to figure out when's the right time to sell, and then manage the whole asset disposition process at the back end. So they do all that, and uh, most importantly, they also guarantee the loan, so their neck is on the line if something goes wrong. What does the limited partner do? Um, they write a check, send it in, sign a couple documents, sit on the beach, cash a check once a quarter, have another margarita, get a big check at the end, go on another vacation. So it's a very great division of labor if you're the passive investor in that scenario. Yeah, I often view like the GP and LP relationship as since so many people are familiar with like stock investing as an LP, it's almost very similar to be like putting money into an Apple or, or a stock yep. where you don't do anything else beyond write the check or transfer the money in, yep. but you share the profits and the management, the employees are doing all the work. Yep. I feel like that's for GPs as well. I think that's a great way to think about a syndication is like you're investing in Apple and Tim Cook is a genius with a great team. He's going to do all the work for you and just send like massive dividends back. Um, the fund is really like sending money to Vanguard where you've got a professional team of Harvard MBAs picking out which stocks are going to be in this mutual fund and they figure it all out for you so you don't have to worry about it. It's just hitting the easy button on investing. And what we're finding right now is that the syndications and the funds are getting about the same cash returns on a five-year term as you going out and doing all the work yourself. It's not always like that. There's different phases of the market cycle where doing the heavy lifting as the investor actively will earn you a handsome reward. And during that phase of the cycle, like if you've got the time and the interest and the passion, you definitely should go out there to be active. This isn't that phase right now though. Um, this was really interesting. So let's, let's imagine that we've done this. Uh, we've uh, invested as a limited partner in a syndication or a fund, and we built a new luxury apartment complex in Dallas. And uh, we just sold it. So this bunch of cash is coming back. How are we going to divide all this stuff up? So the operating agreement and some of the other documents that organize the project, and we're going to talk about that in a future video, the documents on what to look for 
will tell you exactly all the formulas. So I'm going to give you sort of a representative example. And then if you go to our website, you'll find a, an Excel sheet that you can use as a tool if you're evaluating a syndication yourself or a fund. So you can kind of figure out, well, how does all this money end up getting divided out? So you can really trace all the dollars. And once you go through it once, you'll have it. It's not all that complicated. It's just some jargon that you probably have never heard of before. Um, I'm also going to record a couple of videos with you, which I'm really excited about, with some past investments that I've done as a limited partner. And we'll talk about the whole case study of the project, mm -hmm. the logic behind it, the returns that we got, and then we'll trace this cash uh, to give you another way to practice. Because I really feel like it's important that people understand this so they can be a fully educated consumer when they make a choice. So how does the cash get divided out? So there's going to be a couple of different elements to it. The first is going to be there's almost always what's called a PREF or a preferred return that's given to the limited partners. So on the fund that we'll be launching in July of this year, it'll be a 6% PREF. So of the cash that comes out of the project each quarter, each year, the very first cut at it is gonna to be to the limited partners who provided then most of the capital of about a 6% return. If it's a development project, there'll be zero cash flow in the first year and the second year. You may not have any cash at all till maybe the third year when the, the building is complete and it's been leased up. Usually, and the fund document will tell you, those are cumulative. So I didn't pay any 6% in year one. I didn't pay 6% in year two. So now in year three, I owe 18% to the limited partners to get them cumulatively caught up to today before the general partner gets dollar one out of the project. Um, sometimes that will compound. So you'll earn interest on your preferred return. Sometimes it's non-compounding. It doesn't really make a whole lot of difference to the calculations. It's a small amount. Uh, but make sure it, it will be explicitly spelled out in your organizational documents. You want to make sure you ask about that. Usually, but not always, after the limited partners have been trued up cumulatively on their PREF, there'll be a catch-up provision for the general partner. So, for example, for our fund, it's 1.5%. So LP gets 6, we take 1.5 per year, and that's an 80-20 split. So cumulatively, we've paid out 7.5%, we're 1.5%. On seven and a half percent is a twenty percent split. So twenty percent to the GP and then eighty percent to the LP. Yep, but the LP gets all of their eighty in the form of that six percent pref before the GP gets anything. So they get paid first. The LP does. LP um, traditionally, like the LP, always gets paid first. Okay, great. And that that preferred return is going to be somewhere between five and ten percent. Um, every once in a blue moon, you'll see something a little higher than that. Every once in a while, you'll see a little lower, but usually like six or seven is where you find it. And the reason for that is um, if you have a if you ask a typical investor, like if you don't invest in this real estate project, what will you do with the money? You almost always hear, I'm going to put it in the stock and bond market. And if you take a traditional blend, like say 70% stock, 30% bonds over a long time period, you'll make about 6% per year. That's where the preferred historically comes from is from that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's the basis of it. So uh, we had a successful project. We actually made, let's say, 25% return on this thing. So the first... 25% per year. So the first uh, seven and a half has been allocated out. Usually what happens now is called a waterfall. So from the seven and a half percent to 20%, what you'll typically see is an 80-20 split. So 80% of that profit is going to go to the limited partners and 20% is going to go to the general partners. Does that make sense? Yes. And then um, usually there's like a, a target. In our case, it's 20%. And then after that, it's going to be a 70-30 split. So 70 to the LP, 30 to the GP. So what we want to do is incent the GP. Like if you put in the extra effort to really have a fantastic project, I mean, really manage those contractors hard to get them done on time, on budget, really kick ass 
with those property managers to get great rents. We have a really high performing project. I want you to get paid more. If we have kind of average results or like below average results as a GP, you're going to disproportionately suffer for poor results. And But we've really protected the LP's position that at least they're going to make as much as they would have had they been just in the stock and bond market because that gets paid out before anything else does. So the two main things as people get into past investing is understanding preferred return and waterfalls yep. are two the kind of two main difference between that and active investing, would you say? Yeah, I think that's the main thing. As you're asking the GP to do all the work and take all the risk. So you want to set up a structure where um, if it ends up being like not a great investment, the GP just doesn't make much. So they're like highly motivated to make this thing work. But if they really kick ass, like they're going to get a good upside to it because we all want to share in that. Oh, exactly. Well, Lon, this has been great. This was a great like high level conceptual video and hopefully people followed along most of the way. But as you mentioned, we have some case studies on investments that you've made and we're actually go through those, plug them to Excel spreadsheet and go line by line so people understand how all the returns work. And that'll be more granular and a great uh, tactical way for people to understand these returns. So thanks a lot, Lon. Thank you. I appreciate it. 